Today on Talking Back, why does J. Jonah Jameson have to be such a dick? Talking Back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today is part-time co-host, Dean. Dean, how's it going? Good. Weird to be here in the middle of the week. That was my question to you. Why have you brought me out here on a Thursday? What is this all about? I just have something that I need to talk about. You have something you need to talk about? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do a midweek drop here? I think so. I think that's what's happening here. All right. Well, okay. So how are you doing midweek? How is midweek Dean? You know, just as good as uh, beginning of the week Dean. Okay. Now, this must be pretty important for, for you to bring us and the listeners together on this special day. It's very important. What is this all about? It uh, To me, it's the most important. What? Yes. How could it be the most? I thought Jaws 1 was the most important for you. Yeah, well, okay, this is uh, rivaling that. You lied to me. Yeah, that's that's the most important movie to me. Oh, okay. So what we're doing this week is we're doing a comic book. Yes. A special comic book that's near and dear to your heart. That's exactly it. I couldn't put it better myself. This comic book is near and dear to my heart. So Spider-Man number 50. Yes, the amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man number 50 from 1963. Why is this near and dear to your heart? This is near and dear to my heart because it is a Spider-Man story that, well, first of all, it's used for the Sam Raimi movie, Spider-Man 2. A lot of this comic is pulled into that movie, and that is my favorite Spider-Man movie. That's just one that really hits hits with me, and it's because of a lot of the themes that are going on in this comic. And this comic, I, I actually read, I've read a lot of the beginning run of The Amazing Spider-Man. And this one is one that really sticks out in my mind. Like when, as I read through, I think I read through one to 75. Oh, this is the one. Yeah. This is the one that sticks out as my favorite. Oh, did you only read one to 75? Did did you know the run ends at 79? Does it really? Yeah. I may have. You only have four to go. Maybe you read read them all? One to 79. Okay. I would hope so. If not, you just have to go finish that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll accept it then. I'll I'll stick around. Fair. Okay, I just good. I just dropped in. I got a memo that I needed to be here Thursday morning at the studio, so I'm here. I didn't know if I was going to stay or not, but I think I'll I'll stick around for this. Good. I told you. I said don't prepare anything. No. Just just show up. I just need you there. I haven't read this comic book. No, you have not. No. Now you own this comic book. Yes. You, you can I, can I hold on a second? Okay. Because. Um, I did do a little bit of research. Okay. Oh, good. No, you couldn't no. show up to a podcast without doing research. No, no, no. Yeah, on my way, on my way here in the car. Um, <laughs> hey. I, I, I did some in- investigating. <laughs> you were focused on the driving though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone well, else I mean, is driving you the, here. The Tesla is driving me, <laughs> Okay, right? okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. Um, but, no, I don't have a Tesla, by the way. <laughs> Support the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Once, maybe we'll get a Patreon set up. <laughs> yeah. With the uh, purpose of me getting a Tesla one <laughs> Right. Day. And then you. So you can do research on the way to the, oh, the recordings. That'd be great. Yeah. It's for the listeners. Save so much time. Right? Yeah. You know what? I think 
I would even give you the first Tesla. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I have the, the furthest uh, distance to travel. Oh, that's true, too. To get here. Yeah. yeah, I just thought the wage I've been paying you is so <laughs> so poor. Right. That, yeah, it'd be nice a nice thing to do. But this is what I want to ask you, because mm-hmm. I did a bit of investigating about this comic book. Perfect. This comic book, at a grade of 9.8, is worth... Close to $60,000. So, Dean, my question to you is, what grade do you have? Because actually, you might be able to sell this and buy a Tesla. Wow. What is your grade? The low grade runs at around $225, dollars something. I'm hoping you have a 9.8. Tell me you have a 9.8. Okay, so why don't I back up and do the whole story? Sure. This it, uh, this has been one of my favorite comic books for a long time since I since I started reading that Amazing Spider-Man run. This was the one that stuck out for me for reasons we'll get into. But uh, this is just one that's always sort of on my mind when I'm in a comic book shop to keep an eye out for. But I did know that it is quite an expensive comic book. I would say I didn't know that the nine point eight grade could go for sixty thousand. That is. Uh, that is incredible, but I did know it was, it was a very high number. Um, it's a comic that I could almost never afford. I know this. I actually have a couple magnets on my fridge of comic book covers, and they're sort of the comic book covers that I want, but I think I'll never be able to afford. It's up there. Really? It's on. You it's, found a magnet of this? Yeah. I, I have a magnet of this on my fridge as one that I'd like, but I don't think I'd ever be able to afford. Let me ask you something. Yes. What is the grade of your magnet because the the magnet is a 10 magnets are going for upwards of eighty thousand dollars but my magnet's a 10 you have a 10 i have a 10 you're rich you're rich so i take a trip to vancouver first time i'm ever in vancouver we're going to downtown vancouver and i think you know there's probably some comic shops in vancouver and they know they might be pretty good we're going to downtown Vancouver, check out the comic shop. So I find one. I find a comic shop. I go in on my first day in Vancouver. I go to this comic shop and it is a dream. It is just wall to wall of trades. And then at the back, there's all the behind the glass comics. Oh, and I'm like, oh, we got to go to the fancy ba-. stuff. Yeah. So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the trades, but I see my eyes are out for that back. And I'm like, yeah. okay, let's see what they got. So let's see how legit of a comic store they are. Now this has a very distinctive cover, so this one would, would this one would stick out for you. It wouldn't be hard to find. The cover is beautiful. The cover is so red, and yeah. the cover has you know a, a sort of very large Spider-Man who has his back turned to a smaller Peter Parker who's walking away. It's very yeah. iconic. Yeah, and it says Spider-Man No More on the cover, so I, I, it'll stand out. So I walk in, I see that behind the counter. I think I see an Action Comics 1, and I think I see oh. a Detective Comics 27, which is the first appearance of uh, Superman and the first appearance of Batman. I see this behind the counter. So the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, man, I got to ask him about these. Mm-hmm. But then my eyes go down to what's behind the glass on the counter, and I see Amazing Spider-Man 50, and I see a grade on this thing. Okay, here we go. Here, here we are, listeners. We're there. I see a grade on this thing. 9. 8, 9.8. 9.8. 1.5. Oh, 1.5. <laughs> I think that's, is that the lowest something can get graded? So I have seen comics that are graded at two 
where all of the letters of the title have been drawn in with pen. Oh, no. I have seen that. Oh. But here's the thing, Tim. Here is the thing. The cover is in pristine condition. Oh, that's good. The cover has no pen on it. The cover has no pencil on it. The cover looks great. And this is CGC graded, so it's in a slab. There's no way to get into this comic. There's no way to look at this comic. Oh, okay. So all the damage, all the damage is on the inside. It's in a slab and it looks great on the wow. outside. Well, that's perfect. It's perfect. So I see the 1.5 and I get the goosebumps. Oh, you got the feeling. I'm thinking I might, you might actually be, able to, be able to afford this. I thought I'd never stumble upon a 1.5 of a comic that I love. That's like the only way you'd be able to own this comic. Only way. The only way. To find a 1.5. The only way. So I asked the guy behind the counter. I said, can I see The Amazing Spider-Man number 50? As he's pulling it out, he says, I know this is a 1.5, but it's going to be a lot more than you think it is. And I said, don't worry about it. I know. (laughs) Don't you worry. I know it's going to be a lot of money. I flip it over and it's in the $200 range. Okay. And I'm thinking, I can do this. You can do it. You're going to pull the trigger. I can get this comic. Wow. I pull the trigger and I get my wow. dream comic in a in a CGC slab. I love that you threw it in that dude's face. I threw You're like, "You know what, man? I know, I know. what it costs. I know and I'm comics. buying it anyways. Yeah. I'm buying it just cuz you said that. And let me see Action Comics number 1 while we're at it. <laughs> yeah, could you pull that down <laughs> right? too? Yeah, What's what is this? A 10? All right. Let me see it. Hmm. I don't need another one. I'll take put it back. I'll take the Spider Man only. That's right. That's right. I only need. I'm only here for Spider Man. So today. that is like the uh, sort of the the biggest, um, you know, prize possession that I own is this comic. This is my favorite comic. Like the where you have the Action Comics number one and the Detective Twenty Seven, which are amazing comics. It's because of their like historic value. But to me, my favorite comic is Amazing Spider Man Fifty, and I own it. Okay. And I love it. Okay. Well, you're yelling at me, so... I'm sorry. What um, am I... Uh, yeah, it's, sorry. It's, I, My I, levels I'm, are high. No, no. It's okay. It's okay. I, I'm Excited. feeling your love for this and your Excited. passion. And, yeah. and I love it. And I, in turn, And you haven't read it. it, so I get to tell you about yeah, yeah. this great story. I haven't read this. Um, like we said, I was only able to do a little bit of research um, bef- before getting here. So what I did find, though, is that this comic book was published July 1st, 1967. You're looking at me like I might be lying. No, you're right. But I'm not. I'm I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. Okay. This is part of the Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1 run, like you had mentioned, Mm -hmm. which encompasses issues 1 to 79. Issue number 50, written by Stanley. This is back when the man himself is writing comic books. Stan, the man. The man. Lee. Lee. As it says on the comic book, it says Stan, brackets, the man, oh, Lee. Amazing. Yeah. Way back then, he was already the man. He was already the man. Amazing. So, penciled by John Romita. Now, this is uh, Spider-Man number 50 is issue one of a three-issue arc. Okay. Called Spider-Man No Mar. No Mar. No Mar. No Mar. Ah, the Atlantean. <laughs> I assure you. I assure you it was not called that. <laughs> What it was called was Spider-Man No More. Oh, that clears things up, Tim. Thank yes. you. Excuse me. I haven't had my first cup of coffee yet. I'm going to give a real brief synopsis of the story. Sounds good. Because I'm not at liberty to give a longer one. You haven't read it. I, haven't I just read. told you to show up. 
exactly. I haven't read it. But what I know about this story is Peter Parker quits being Superman. <laughs> he was never Superman. <laughs> Peter that Parker, is also not true. Tim, Tim, I don't know if you know this, but Peter Parker was never Superman. What time is it? Can we agree never to have five o'clock in the morning podcasts anymore? Okay. We have a Marvel versus DC thing Let going on Let me take this one more time <laughs> He's here. not even in the same universe. Let me take this one more time. Okay. Yeah, go back. Roll, roll back the tapes. Peter Parker me. quits being Spider-Man. Because he gets no respect, no matter how many people he saves, right? When he throws his costume in the garbage, if I'm going too far here, you stop me, because this is your story. You're saying all the things that I want to say, but... Then I'm going to stop. Just stop. I'm We're going to get into it. That's it. Okay. I've said too much already. Okay. Spoiler alert, Superman is in the story as well. <laughs> and, and he I'm also sorry. gives up being I'm Superman. I'm sorry for breaking that news too early. Dean... This is your show. I'm going to let you take it from here. Sounds and good. Let us have it. Great. Um, I just want to back up just for a second and just uh, you know the 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 Stan Lee and John Romita um, dynamic duo we have there. Uh, this this the Amazing Spider-Man started off with Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, and like no disrespect to Ditko, he's amazing. But when Romita gets on this book. That's when Spider-Man takes off. That's when the look that you know of what Spider-Man looks like, that's when he, that's when it happens. Like, Ramita does that. Okay, well, what is the look that we know? Like, what's, what, what are the differences here? Well, the look that we know is, is the, you know, the red suit with the, with the spider. Yeah. And, and with the spider on the chest and then the blue sort of leggings down. So what was like, it before? It, it was similar. But Ramita, the sort of design and shape that he made everything, okay. like so, it was similar. It still had the spider. He still had the spider on the chest, but the shape that we get out of Ramita is what we see now. Was it just a costume change, or was it like a character, uh, the look of a character change? So it's kind of costume. Like Ramita started by trying to ape Ditko because he's like Ditko's coming back. Like he's he's just on sabbatical. He's just leaving for a couple of weeks, and he'll okay. come back. So I want to keep it the same. But as more weeks went on and Ditko didn't show back up, he started to make it more his own. And it's really just getting into Ramita's style, which is, you know, less line work, you know, a little bit more free in the costume. And Spider-Man gets that shape, I guess, shape and design that we see now. Okay. Um, and he also comes up with characters like Mary Jane, Rhino, Shocker. These are all designs from Ramita that have you know, stood the test of time cool. from this, the, from the day he invented how those characters look, they never changed. I, I like the design of Mary Jane. Yes. I approve of Mary Jane's design. Great. You know what Mary Jane used to be before Ramita came along? She's what? still a character. What? Shadow. A shadow. A shadow? Yeah. What do you mean? Ditko would never show what Mary Jane looked like. Why? Just to keep the allure of, oh, this, this beauty that... Oh my goodness. This beauty that we haven't seen yet. It would be Shadow. It would be her face would be um obscured by something. Kind of no like way. Yeah, kind of like Home Improvement Wilson, the the Yeah, uh, yeah. The, yeah. the neighbor to Tim Taylor. He would kind of face was always that would be and as soon as Ramita gets on the book. He shows her. Shows her right away. She's beautiful. She's great. She's great character. Great. So, anyways, Ramita is on like this is when the book takes off. So there's another arc. Sorry, can I inter- interrupt you for one second? Yes, you can. Whereabouts does Ramita come in? What issue? 
This isn't going to be completely no, no, that's, accurate. That's fine. That's fine. Just I'm roughly, say roughly. 38. Okay. It might be 100% correct, but okay. it might not be. I, it's okay. around, it's late 30s. Okay. And uh, Ditko does a arc with Stan Lee that is around 33 to 35, which is called This Be My Destiny, which is sort of the arc everyone turns to as this is comic books. This is what a comic book can be, and it's great. Okay. It's when they really get their stride with Spider-Man. And this issue actually plays a lot off of that arc. And while that arc is great, I've read it, and as I'm reading through The Amazing Spider-Man, that's really where I starts to hit me. But when I get to 50, I feel it more. Like, okay. this is the one that I feel more. So as much as, like, the attention is turned on that, I like this one more. I would like to insert a sidebar here. I love sidebars. I'm going to take credit for getting you into Spider-Man because I think I did. You deserve it. Yeah. I think I, I think you wanted to get into comics and I had a bunch of different types of comics I had. I collected as a child. I had Spider-Man. I had X-Men. I had Batman. I had other weird other realms of characters. I mean, I had Captain America. I had those some... were the three that I took, though. Or those took, are three? I took X Men, Batman, and Spider Man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I also, I mean, I had whatever. I had lots of others. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think I think you were asking for some recommendations, yeah. and I think I gave you. I had a whole bunch of Spider Man, and I gave you a bunch of them, and I think that's the one you reported back to me that you were so into. You were so into this arc, and I think something happened. Like, I was following following the issues for for a while and then i think i dropped off at some point and you were really upset at me yeah so do you remember this story because I, I don't okay 100 remember have the story. i had read your batman comics i had read your x-men comics and they were great but when i hit the spider-man you're right that's where i just like was really into it really loved it and i had read i want to say like seven to eight in a row Mm-hmm. And then I, it was, it was during a Venom Carnage type series. It was about around the 335 to oh, 340 or something. Sense. Yeah. It was pretty far in, but it was far in and, and it was about Carnage. And I got to the, I got to the last issue of a Carnage story. And it it had been building up. It, I had been reading, you know, like I said, seven or eight in a row. It wasn't that whole arc was seven or eight, but the arc was about, you know, three or four. And I had reached the last issue. And the next issue you had in the bucket was not that carnage issue. It was the next issue after that. Uh, I immediately texted you and I said, damn, you know, I said, Tim, where's where's this Spider-Man issue? It's the last one in the arc and it's not here. Mm. And your text back was, oh no, just think of how I felt as a little 12 year old (laughs) going to the shop (laughs) and not being able to buy it. Oh no, I probably cried. You probably cried. cried. Of course you were the collector and you had them all up to that point. So you wanted that one. It's not that you didn't want it. I wanted it. You wanted it. I assure you, you, I wanted it. Immediately you thought of me, like yourself going to the store and uh, not being able to pick it up. Well, that's how it was back then is is if I wanted a comic book, I had to go to the store the day that the new releases yeah. came and the shelf would be full of these new releases. But if you miss it by a couple days, you're not going to get it. Like yeah. they get one shipment in and that's it. I mean, I remember going on the day that they'd be released just to make sure I could get one. And I guess in this case, maybe I missed that day or 
whatever got there too late or it was, it was very popular and other yeah. people got it but yeah i i would have gone there and it wouldn't have been there yeah i think you I gave have me got it. i think you gave me the whole story like imagine a little 12 year old getting on the bus and having yeah. to go all the way I'd downtown bu- I'd bus, I'd bus downtown get, to the comic book store get into the store and not be, it's not being there and you have to pick up some other comics and then that bus ride home and being so disappointed i felt for you i felt I think for you it, in that moment i think it broke me like i yeah. think if we look at that spider-man run that i have which was fairly lengthy yeah i don't think i have many comics after that yeah. i th- i think it 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 broke my heart i think that's true because there wasn't many after that and it, it me sitting in my home in my bed reading your comics like pulling them out of the stack that you gave me and the disappointment I felt that it wasn't sitting there. Imagine uh, imagine a kid who went to all the way to the store and he couldn't get it. I fell for you in that Double moment. pain. Yeah. There's some double pain there. Yeah, but you're you're right though. That hooked me on the spot on the Spider-Man comics. For this sure. is this is why I love digital comics now. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about any of that. No. Right. This is why I only buy digital comics. I know you are still a collector of um, paperbacks. Yeah. And I love your collection. I I'm jealous of your bookcase, your multiple bookcases full of paperbacks. Uh, I think that's fantastic. My comics are in the basement in a bin, yeah. not on display. And I, I just, I love the ability to have all the comics I want in one location. I can carry one item, my iPad, which is the size of a graphic novel. And it has everything I want on it. Yeah. So it's got hundreds, that, hundreds that's of how I love there. to read. That's the way I read now. And I think both ways are fine, but I, I really appreciate the advances in technology and what we can do now with uh, digital download. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I have that collection, but I have a lot of digital comics and it's nice to just bring your iPad somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Should we okay, get into sorry the for story? That tangent. That was, no, that was great. Okay. Okay. So let's get into this comic. Let's get into the story. I want to say, first off, um, a couple reasons why it's, you know, such a big comic and costs so much to get that 9.8 grade that you said. And a couple of the reasons are, one, it's the first appearance of Kingpin, which doesn't matter to me at all. Okay. I don't really care about that, um, but that is a thing. It's the first time Kingpin, big Spider-Man. He's one of, if not Spider-Man's biggest villain yeah i mean we'd say venom probably his sure. biggest but uh, oh i meant just because he's real he's real big he's real, real oh he's true real, yeah real he's, he's real big he's a real big guy he's also like a daredevil villain he's too like he, 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 is. he crosses he's yeah probably more well known for Darede- daredevil because of television yeah and movies but uh yeah he started as a spider-man villain he's real big he's he's wide wide he's a wide. thick boy he's a he's i don't know how many people are wider than they are tall yeah he's maybe one of them yeah tim that's all muscle man oh it's muscle under that pure muscle oh okay yeah oh well it's true i gotta crush your skull it's true when he gets violent guy's got some power it's true breaks faces man it's true you don't think you can hear us do you i don't think so i hope not okay i'm not gonna say anything else about him he's over in hell's kitchen right now okay yeah okay um that's one reason why it's worth a lot another reason why it's worth a lot is because it is one of the main story points of spider-man 2 sam Raimi's spider-man 2 so did it go up in value after that movie came out i don't know the answer to that 
Okay. It's a comic from 67, like you said. I doubt the movie boosted it that much. Okay. But I can't imagine that it wouldn't have done anything. It probably improved the popularity of that comic, right? Yeah. I, I have the um, special edition, whatever you call it, of Spider-Man 2. And it comes with a miniature version of this comic. Oh, like, really? Yes. That's how much it is tied to this story. Oh, wow. He takes... Raimi takes actual panels out of this comic and puts them on the screen. Great. And he takes dialogue out of here and he puts it on the screen. Watching Spider-Man 2, knowing what's in this comic, it's you can you can see all the elements that he took out. Okay. Well, and I, I loved Spider-Man 2 before reading this comic. It's just, I don't know, for me, I, it's why I love the comic as much too. Like, it's just the storylines are so parallel that if I love one, I'm going to love the other. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I've like, I, I really love Into the Spider-Verse. I think it's the best adaptation, sort of. A, like It's the best of putting a comic onto the screen that we can get well, into yeah, the Spider-Verse. Putting a comic they, onto the screen. Because like, they made it look like a comic still. They made it look like a comic. But for me, Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man movie. Still. I'm I'm with you. Okay. I, I'm with you. Um, Like, I think the... The new, the newer ones are for me more fun, but if I am to choose my favorite, like what I think touches on Spider-Man the best, it's Spider-Man number two. Yeah. I always revisit Spider-Man two after I see a new Spider-Man movie because I'll see a new Spider-Man movie and I'll think that was great. They did a great job. How does that compare to Spider-Man two? And I will revisit Spider-Man two. Always stands up for me. You are just dedicated. Sir. I am. It just hits me. Like, because I, I don't want to second guess it. I want to know, like, I've claimed this as my favorite. So I want to know if it stands up. So I'll watch Spider-Verse and I'll say, that is the best that a comic can be put on on the big screen. Okay, like, well, then I think we need to make an announcement right here, right now. Let's do it. What is it? I don't know when it'll be. But sometime in the future. Yes. Near or far. Great. We will cover the movie Spider-Man 2. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Tim. And you can you can run it. Great. Please okay. don't make it at five o'clock on Thursday morning, and don't text me Wednesday night asking me to show up to it. Okay. Did you did you put the coffee on yet? No, like, I haven't had coffee yet. <laughs> you got to put the coffee on. I haven't had coffee yet. <sighs> we don't even have a coffee maker in the studio. Well, that's that's the first thing we need to get. That is the first thing. Yeah. What's the second thing we need? Uh, Air fresheners, right? It doesn't smell well, too mean, bad up here. No, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I cleaned a couple weeks back, right? So maybe some fans for the summer. Oh well, no, you need more than fans in the summer, <laughs> right? Full on air conditioners. <laughs> okay. First coffee maker, second air conditioners. Okay. Okay, so this comic, what I love about it, there's actually really no big threat in the comic. It, like, it's Kingpin's first appearance, as I mentioned, but he's kind of inconsequential. Like, he doesn't really matter. It's more just him, like, as a character being introduced. Um, it's just a story about a college kid having to juggle the life of a teenager and a superhero. And We've all been there. We've all been you know, there. Classic tale. I lived it myself. <laughs> Have you? You yeah. were you were you were juggling being a teenager and a superhero. Yes. Wow. Impressive. And you know what I did? How did it go? How did it go? Oh, I'll tell you how it went. Yeah. I gave up being a superhero. Okay. Okay. You and others <laughs> did the same. Wow. Is there a comic about you? 
No. No, okay. There should be. Yeah. (laughs) Something that Stan Lee decided would make Marvel different than DC is that he'd make these heroes relatable. He'd make a hero a teenager. And what does a teenager go through? Puberty. (laughs) Right. That wasn't really... It was more of a rhetorical question. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you for answering. Yeah. What is it... What would it be like to be a teenager and have the weight of being a, a hero on your shoulders? And that's what put Marvel, you know, kind of separate from DC at that time. And it's what I love about this story. So let's get into the story. Okay. I mean, let's it, do it. How, how far? Have, oh, we're not 30, done. For 30 minutes. Oh, I the thought podcast. we already finished the story. <laughs> no, 30 minutes in the podcast. Let's get to the story. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Okay. Story begins. Spider-Man handling a group of thugs who are robbing a small business. That's classic Spider-Man. Classic Spider-Man. Like it, it just opens and Love he's it. just saving the day. He's right? always he's always busting yeah. people petty theft, petty theft. Exactly. It is petty theft. Like this is a small business, four guys in there like stealing, robbing their cash. I bet he shot one of them with his web. He did do that. But wait, <laughs> let me guess. Did he kick another one? He kicked so many of them. Did he? He kicked so many of them. Did he punch any of them? He punched so many of them. See, I know know this all too well. So after handling the criminals in a beautiful display of Ramita's artistic ability, it's unbelievable opening just to show you the action that Ramita can do. Um, The small business owners are actually afraid of Spider-Man. Oh. Because the bugle has been constantly reporting oh, that sure. he's a menace. Here we go. J. Jonah Jameson. Exactly. That so son of a bitch. He did it. He saved them. He got their money back. And they don't want to get too close because he might just be, you know, one one of the bad guys as well. So Spider-Man web slings away and contemplates what he has to do to get the city to love him. This is a great part of the comic right off the bat. He mentions that everyone flips out over the Fantastic Four. Everyone thinks Daredevil's the coolest. And Captain America turns everybody on. Oh, this it's true. It's true. Ex- can, can I say one thing? You can. Just one one thing. What do you got? Not everybody flips out for the Fantastic Four. <laughs> it's true, Tim. You do not flip for the Fantastic Four. I will say no more. <laughs> I've said enough already this is another episode this is one of those editors notes that they put in comics where they do a little That's asterisk right. beside fantastic four sure and they say see episode yes like see episode dark avengers if you want to hear my feelings on the fantastic four tim let me ask you though does captain america turn you on yes <laughs> great perfect <laughs> okay so Spider-Man is clearly feeling down in this moment. He saved the day, and he's not getting appreciation for it. So, he goes to his apartment, and Harry, who is his roommate, he's, he's in college, so he's living with Harry in an apartment right now. Not Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Great. So, Harry tells him that Aunt May is ill. Is, Aunt May is always ill. Yeah. Isn't well, she? So, this brings us back to the run that Stan Lee and Steve Ditko did. Um, called This Be My Destiny, Amazing Spider-Man 33 to 35, I think it was, yes. where Aunt May gets very, very ill. And Spider-Man has to basically, she's basically on her deathbed, and Spider-Man has to go find the antibiotics that are going to save her. Tylenol. <laughs> right. 
Tylenol cold and flu. Right? T3s. T3s. Though. Oh, T3s. In the 60s, it wasn't oh, easy to come oh, by. Oh, okay. No, that's not easy to come yeah. by. So this was just like 15 issues ago where Peter was having to like lay it on the line and figure out what it means to be a hero again to save his family member. Um, so right in his head right away, he's thinking, oh, you know, she's dying again because she's ill. She's dying again. So he rushes over uh, to see her. And on his way, he's thinking, if I wasn't just wasting my time with those criminals, I could have been there for May. And he's thinking, why am I wasting my time when no one even cares about it? So right away, you can see the, you know, the seeds being being laid in there in his head. Um, so he finds May sleeping in her bed. Anna Watson, which is Mary Jane's mom, uh, tells him that she'll be OK, but she was calling out his name. So she's passed out on the bed, but uh, she was wanting to know where he was. Okay, so this is starting out pretty deep already. Deep, right, pretty, right pretty off deep, the bat. Pretty deep writing. Right off the bat, he has the thoughts of like, oh, if like I wasn't out there saving the day for people that don't even care, I could have been there for people I care about. Okay, that's really interesting for this this time period, like 67, right? Definitely. You're probably used to getting, you know, superheroes just saving the day. So for this this superhero to be showing humanity... That's really interesting. For sure. And for a superhero who saved the day and to second guess whether that was the right thing to do or not. Right. Right? It's it's something that you That's were really not in- seeing in comics. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Me too. Love it. Yeah. So uh, Peter goes home and he thinks about this big test that he has the next day. But he's so shook up from Aunt May being ill that he says if he studies, it's going to go... It's not even going to sink in, right? He's just going to be looking at a page that has writing on it. Uh, So he doesn't even try. He doesn't even open up his book. So he goes into his class the next day, does horrible on the test, barely answers any question. And this is like, this is our hero. It's Peter Parker. That sounds like more like me taking it. Not (laughs) not Peter Parker. (laughs) Right. A classmate puts like his arm around him and he's like, hey, uh, did you even write anything down? Like he's basically knew nothing. Yeah. Teacher pulls him aside and says... That he's got to get his act together because his grades are steadily declining. So after the talk with the teacher, he comes out of school and there's Gwen Stacy. And Gwen Stacy invites Peter over for a little get-together. The shadow of Gwen Stacy? No, no, no. (laughs) Not the shadow. You get her face and she invites Peter over for a get-together. Something he has been dreaming of since he met Gwen Stacy to be invited over for a get-together. And he can't go because right. his grades are so low. Right. He's got to go home and study. He's got to pull those grades up also. And May's ill. And he wasn't there when she was sick. But So he, but, sh- he but, has but, to be there. But, 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 but. I know. But, 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 but Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy is asking him to come over and hang for a little get together. Oh, he could, he could go for a little bit. No. He goes for a little bit, right? He doesn't he go, go... He goes for 15 minutes, right? Doesn't go for 15 minutes. Tell me he minutes. goes for five minutes. He doesn't go for five minutes. Tell me he calls her and says, he says... He'll be there later. He says, Gwen... Tell me he calls her and just says something. Tell me he says anything to her. He says nothing. It's not say anything. It's say nothing. He says nothing. He thinks as long as Spider-Man is making his life more complicated, he'll never have time for family, for friends, or for school. I'm starting to agree with him. Right. One thing that I love about a kid being a superhero is every time he's a superhero, you wish he was just a kid. You wish he could just enjoy being a kid. 
And every time he's a kid, you're like, hey, you got to go save the day. You got to be a superhero. I love when you feel that about him because that's the way he's going to feel. Yeah. So as if he wasn't beaten down enough. Oh, no. Peter Peter Parker. No, don't do it to us. Skip over this part. (laughs) No, I got skip over it. I don't know what it is, but just skip it. I can see the look in your eye. I don't want to hear it. Tim, I have to. Oh, no. Oh, no. He goes home. He turns on the television. J. Jonah Jameson is ripping him on TV. Oh, no. He wait, puts... wait, I'm not surprised, though. That doesn't catch me by surprise. No. Unless this is not probably not the first time Jonah's ripped him, right? For sure not. But this is just, this is this salt is, in the wounds is this what is we're talking about right you here, while right? you're down. Yeah, yeah. He is so down. He's so... He feels like he can't enjoy anything in his life because of what Spider-Man has done. And the only thing he's done lately as Spider-Man got no credit at yeah. all. No appreciation. He gets home. He's feeling down. He turns on the TV. Jameson is putting out a $1,000 reward for his capture. <laughs> you know what? Jameson is one of those characters where I really, really, truly would love to punch him in the face. Oh, yeah. And I think I get that from the uh, 60s cartoon. Just right. how much of a dick he is in that. For sure. He deserves, I'm getting that vibe from him right here. He deserves here, a right punch now. in the face. A hard one. Yeah. A hard one. Maybe not even for me, because I can't punch as hard as Spider-Man could. He puts out a $1,000 reward for the capture of Spider-Man. He works for a newspaper. Yeah. What's he doing? Yeah. That's a personal reward. Now, this is this is the my favorite part of the story. This is where Superman actually comes down yes. and punches yes. Jameson yes. right in the nose as hard as he can. You got it. That's exactly what No, wait. My no, my notes say something different. Oh, is that not in there? No. Oh. It, I thought I thought you were actually on the right path there, but it seems like it seems like all the pressures and failings of Peter's life are weighing on him. Oh, shoot. Shoot. He wants to enjoy his life, and he wants to be there for the people that he loves. You can't blame the guy for that. No. He doesn't want to help people anymore that hate him. Why would you want to help people who hate you? And you're not there for people that love you. So you know what he does? I'm getting tired, sick and tired of this. I know. You know what he does? He makes the decision that he will be Spider-Man no more. He takes the costume. He takes it into a back alley, and he throws it in a trash can which is an iconic image in the Spider-Man 2 movie. Takes the exact panel of that throwing the costume in the in the trash can and walking away. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'm on board here. I'm yeah. on board with this, this I decision. I am 100% on board, which is the beauty of this comic. Okay. Your superhero just threw away his costume, and Stan Lee has got us to be like, yes, okay. thank you, finally. I'm starting to understand why I was summoned here today. Yes. Okay, yes, this is Tim. good. I'm enjoying this. Good. Let's keep going. Great, even without the coffee. Yeah, no, no I'm going to okay. go for coffee now. Okay. You okay. keep going. <laughs> I'm going to go grab a coffee. Can you get me one too? Yeah, I'll get yeah, you one too. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Perfect. The next day, a kid finds the costume and brings it to Jameson at the Bugle. Jameson is elated. <laughs> he loves that Spider-Man has thrown his costume in the trash. He ends up framing it <laughs> in his office. So, while this is all happening, a new boss rises in the criminal underworld. This is where we get Kingpin. This boss apparently runs everything and has just been sitting by and waiting for Spider-Man to disappear. And he's just been biding his time and that is, of course, Kingpin. 
So there's a whole plot about um, a character named Frederick Foswell, who wants to be the criminal leader, but Kingpin is the criminal leader. So there's this whole, uh, I don't know, fight between them, but it doesn't like, it doesn't really get physical, but like the one guy's trying to take over and the other, and Kingpin like, isn't going to let him. Um, I don't care about these pages of the comic. They're not really what I'm interested in. So Kingpin, obviously it's good characterization for him as like sort of the man who won't be moved. Like you got this first introduction of him and you need to know that he's like the strong fist. So they have another guy try to uprise and you know, he does away with him. Not what I'm interested in. Dean, I'm back. Oh, okay. Okay, great. I, I couldn't find coffee. I found beer, though. <laughs> great. Do you want some beer? That works, too. I mean, it's it's 6.30 in the morning, but sure. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's what we have. Right. We, we work with what we have. Is it coffee-flavored it's like, beer? It's the same as Spider-Man. We work with what we have, and we right. do the best. We try to do the best with what we have. Thank you. Yes, okay? of course. It is coffee-flavored beer. Perfect. So, criminals are running rampant with the absence of Spider-Man. But you know what? Peter Parker doesn't give a shit. You know what? You know who else doesn't give a shit? You. That's right. Yeah. Nailed it. You and Peter could care less. I don't care anymore. No. I don't. You know why? I'm sad for Peter. But don't be. Why? Because he's finally able to hang out with Gwen Stacy. Sure. I was Sorry. I was sad. I should yeah. say I was sad. Now, now I'm you, happy. Now you're happy. He's finally able to hang out with Gwen Stacy. He even starts to appreciate Mary Jane. Yes. Because, you know... She's very appreciable. At this point in the comics, Mary Jane to Peter is just kind of a little out there. Oh, like she? a little, yeah. Well, because little... she's normally seen in shadows. <laughs> right. right. He's like, who's a shadow woman? How would you interact with a I've shadow person? I've never seen her face before. Yeah. Why, why does a shadow keep talking to me? He doesn't really get her. She's, she's like very confident and he's, he's not sure really. He's not really sure what her angle is. He doesn't really know if there's, if that's really her, if she's putting it on or whatever. Now he has time to actually appreciate her because he's not just rushing off to disappear to save the day. Yes. So he has time to, he has time to get to know her. Aunt May's feeling better. Um, and Peter's- Tylenol cold and flu? Yeah. The Tylenol cold and flu, the T3s, she's feeling great. Works well. You just feel happy for this guy. Okay. And this is where the story ends, right? It's over. We're good. Book's book's over. Happy ending. It's not over. No? It's not over, Tim. Uh Uh-oh. Here's what happens. One of the best parts of the comic. Okay. Peter hears on the radio that there's a robbery at the welfare office. Oh. Yeah. Just ignore it. Peter, ignore it. No. No, he can't. Peter, ignore it. He leaps into action. Ignore it. Peter. Peter, ignore it. Ignore it. He can't. Peter, fight it. He can't. He leaps. He leaps off the couch. He leaps into action to recover. Wait, is he at Gwen Stacy's house right now? No. Oh, okay. Thank goodness. He's at Aunt May's house. Okay. He leaps up off the couch. He starts to rip away his shirt because he, he needs to recover all those relief payments for the people of New York. He can't let that welfare, welfare office get robbed. Oh, no. But as soon as he tears his shirt off, he remembers, oh, I pledged to be Spider-Man no more. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah. In this moment, he refers to himself as a chowderhead. <laughs> Okay. He says, you chowderhead. Okay. You chowderhead. You made the pledge not to be Spider-Man. Okay. He, he tells himself to simmer down, sweetie. Okay. All right. So we're this like, is, yeah. It's getting weird now. It's, now it's, it's getting, getting weird. a little weird. Now it's getting weird. So chowder, now I'm uncomfortable. Chowderhead is fine. He's fine not to go and save the day. 
What's a chowder head? <laughs> I don't know. He called himself a chowder head. What is that? <laughs> don't know. Uh, okay. So. Let's pretend that didn't happen. Let's pretend that didn't happen. It's <laughs> best you part, what? Best you part of what? the comic. This is the world that I live in. Is <laughs> that in, in my world, your 1.5 grade issue has... Somebody wrote in Chowderhead? All, no, no. Has all those comments scribbled out. They may. Chowderhead is yeah. scribbled out in black. I can't get in there to the other see one? those pages. Sit down, sweetie. He says, simmer down, sweetie, oh, to himself. Sim- simmer down, sweetie, to himself. <laughs> Scratched out. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Okay. That's the world I also live uh, in. That's what I, what I would like to think. Yeah. So, he's good. He's good with this pledge he's made. But then, there's this weird moment. This moment I don't love. Um... But there's this weird moment where he tries to make plans with Gwen and Gwen's busy. And then he goes to see Aunt May and she's actually going to the movies with uh, Anna Watson. So he thinks, oh, I was really concerned about being there for the people in my life, but it looks like they don't need me. I kind of hate this part. I don't think it needs to be in there. I think the people in his life would love for him to be around. And they're just doing other things right now. They're probably used to him not being around. They're used right? to him not being around, but I'm sure they're glad he's around. Yeah. And cause there was a bunch of scenes with him hanging out with all them and they loved it. Yeah. So I, this is just, I don't know why it's here, but it, it's in there anyways. Okay. So he's leaving Aunt May's home after just going to check in with her. And he hears some commotion on a rooftop. Um, so he climbs up the building to see what's going on. And there's a very old man being robbed. I don't know what he's doing on the rooftop. What? <laughs> on the rooftop? He's on the rooftop of an apartment. I don't know what he's doing. But oh, that poor guy. I know. He's, lo- he's so lost. He's so lost. He's so old. He oh, no. So- well, who's being- robbing him on a rooftop? Two who's on hooligans. Rooftop Two him? hooligans are robbing him. What? At gunpoint, they have guns. Uh, okay. Sa- so he saves the elderly man. And the man says, you just, pre- I don't know who you are. So he's in- he's just Peter right now. He's not no costume at all. Guy says, I don't know who you are, but you prevented a robbery. You may have saved my life. And this man reminds Peter of Uncle Ben. Okay. And so Uncle Ben remembers why he's Spider-Man. And it's not for the fame. And it's not for the appreciation. Well, you, said Uncle, you said Uncle Ben remembers why he's Spider-Man, but that's not true. That's no. kind of the same as, as Superman being Spider-Man. And, you know, nobody would want to make that mistake. True. Right? Okay. Retake. Okay. Peter remembers why he is Spider-Man. And it was not for the fame. It's not for the appreciation. It's to prevent innocent people from being harmed or taken advantage of. But, like his Uncle Ben but, was. But Gwen Stacy wants to hang out with him. Gwen Stacy wants to freaking hang out with him. But yeah. he needs and then to there's help Mary Jane. innocent people. And Mary Jane, he's like, oh, Mary Jane's cool. She's not a weirdo. She's Mary Jane's super cool. Super cool. There's two ladies in my life yeah. that are both cool, and I'd like to kind of hang with them both and see what's going on. Yeah. No. No? No. He's got to be Spider-Man. Ah, uh, really? He can't let another innocent person like his Uncle Ben suffer, be harmed, or be taken advantage of. Not even for Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy. Not even for Mary Jane. Not even for Gwen Stacy. Not even for Aunt May. Not even for his grades. He... His grades. His grades. His grades. He has more power than the regular person has. And if he just lets it go to waste, then he might as well have caused the problem. That's what he thinks. He's having a relapse. He's having a relapse. So he sneaks back into the bugle. He takes his costume back. 
and he decides he will be a hero. And even though in this comic, the times I love him are when he gets to be a teenager. Yeah. I love that he makes the choice to be a hero. He decides at the end, he give he gave it up already. He had the life and he still decided to go back and be the hero. It's not that he got powers and he's like, I guess I'm a hero now because that's what you do. You're either villain or hero. He decided he wanted to be a kid. He wanted that life, but he changed his mind and he remembered why he'd be a hero. And he put back on the suit, took it back from Jameson. And it's amazing. I love it. I've been, I've had a time in my life where my grades were slipping and where I couldn't go to parties I wanted to go to because other things that were going on in my head. And it's just amazing to read this comic and see that he made a choice to direct his life in one, in one path. And it, it may have been a path that we, we thought he was going to go on the path where he could just be a teenager. It's different from that, but it's the path he needs to be on. I love it. I love it. It's great. That's great. What a great story. It's a great story, and I am so happy I own it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy you own it, too. Thank you. Well done purchasing that. Yes. I know. I'm so happy I found a 1.5 because that's all I can afford. Yeah. Yeah. Because 1.5 with no markings on the cover at all. That's unreal. 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 Um, I know from 1.5, like it's, it's like you said, it's like, you know, maybe two, whatever, 200, 250. I know that as the grading increases from there, it gets exponentially more expensive. For sure. That is probably the only grade you could have afforded was a 1.5. It's the only grade I could afford. And it's the only grade I could turn to my wife, Laura, and say, I have to buy this this 20-page book. I have to buy this 20-page book for $250. Yeah. That's the only way that's that, that works. Yeah. This means a lot to me. Could I right. please do it? If it's and, any more than that, I ain't getting it. <laughs> yep. And then you said, and she said, why do you need this so badly? And you said, because... This parallels my life when I gave up being Dean and then came back around and realized, no, I need to be Dean and I will be Dean. And it sounds funny, but that is my life. <laughs> that happened in my life. So, yeah. Did it really? It did happen. That in actually my life. happened? That actually happened in my life. You gave up being Dean? I gave up being Dean. Who did for, you become? I... Somebody else. <laughs> I gave up being Dean. <laughs> Who is for, this somebody else? For a little while. <laughs> oh, and, and I am back to being Dean. Oh, well. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It means a lot to me. Okay, great. Well, you know what? I'm so happy that I showed up this morning. Thank you. For this. Thank you for showing up this morning. I was really against this, yeah. but now I'm on board. And I think we should do more of these. I think you should invite me out sure. early in the morning. Right, and just talk to you about comics that mean a lot to me. Yeah. Perfect. Do you have other ones? I've got a lot of comics that mean a lot to me. Okay, we should maybe do that. We're uh, forgetting one thing, though. What's that? What if? I prepared a what if for you, Dean. Oh, great. Because I, I did not have one. Because that's what I do. And I felt 
I felt bad. That's why I brought you here. I felt bad because we missed our last what if. <laughs> right. Uh, apologies to our listeners for the abrupt ending to our last podcast, but... Hey, when you don't got a what if, you don't got one. Well, we had one. Okay. We had one. We just didn't share it. But here's my what if. And I want you to contemplate this. I will. And I guess parallel it with your own experience. Okay. I will. What if Peter Parker gave up super... <sighs> and we're done. We'll see you next week. <laughs> what What is it with me and Superman right now? I don't know, man. You got Superman on the mind. What if Peter Parker gave up Spider-Man for good? What if in this story, he doesn't come back around to be Spider-Man? He does give him up for good. So the problem... That will sit in his mind is, as Spider-Man, his job, basically, is to help out the little guy. Is to help the guy that's down and getting picked on. And that is him. He is the guy that is usually getting picked on. And I don't think he would be able to go his life just accepting that. And not helping, not like seeing a situation that he could help and walking past it. So he's definitely going to want to be helping. Yeah. Is it possible he finds somebody to fill his place? Could he live a happy, fulfilled life if he finds someone else to do those things for him? Does he have to be the one to do them or do they just need to get done? There's lots of superheroes, right? We know there's lots of superheroes around, lots of supervillains. Can he find maybe train or whatever another person to take his place to wear the spider-man costume can he find a way out if he really really wanted a way out could he find a way out i don't think so i think he is it's his destiny i think he's a character that feels burdened by the power feels like if you have it you have to use it otherwise you're wasting it so if there's someone else that could be Spider-Man, then there's just two people that can help out. There's just another person that also, because he can't handle everything, so there's another person who can help him, you know, divide the labor. Um, Yeah, I just don't think for him as a character it really works, which is why I like in this one comic, you said it's a three-part arc, I like in this one, one comic he comes back around by the end, because I don't really want to read multiple stories where he's decided to give it up. I want the human moment where he feels like that's the right thing to do. But I also like that he comes back around because that's what a real hero would do. He would realize that if I have the power to help out, I should probably be doing that. All right. Great. Thanks, Dean. Thank you for showing up so early. You're welcome. I'm going to go get some coffee. Perfect. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Please, if you will, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps people find Talking Back. And contact us on social media as well. We're at Talk Back Pod uh, on most social media. So reach out to us. 
Let us know what you think about our episodes. Let us know if there's anything you'd like us to talk about. And that's it for us this week, and we'll catch you next time.